We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. intro we have is straight gasoline new year new intro same show same shenanigans welcome back 2022 food for thought podcast i'm the luch and i got will priester my guy right here chief justice 06 it's good to see you again my friend how the hell are you man i am good i'm good it's it's another nfl season it's another version of food for thought another version of not your mama's podcast Another version of the AKA Let Your Hair Down podcast. Another version of AKA Chop It Up at the Barbershop podcast. Listen, folks, you're going to get hard-hitting analysis. You're not going to get that here this week, possibly not any week. We're here to talk football. We're here to talk family. We're here to talk fun. We're here to talk food, AKA food for thought. Just to clear that up, we will talk about some games. We will talk about some plays we like. But come on, folks. Have some fun with us here. That's what this pod is about. So glad to be back for another season. Um, it, it, it should be a good one. Yeah, we're the early week podcast here. So there's so much unknown when we record this bad boy on a Monday night. But typically, we'll review the last week, talk about some DFS wins and losses, things that work, things that didn't work, talk about some bets. Oftentimes we'll be recording during Monday Night Football, so it's always fun when we have some action on the line as we're recording. We're a day late here. Labor Day weekend was a long one. A lot of analysis coming up for week one. We have a packed NFL season schedule. Roto-Grinders has it all from single entry to showdown and everything in between. We got you covered this NFL season. Follow us on the RG YouTube, on the Daily Fantasy Football podcast feed, 
available wherever you get your podcast. I mean, we are global. We are worldwide, my friend here. And uh, yeah, in case you are a first time listener, this is some barbershop barroom talk here. And of course, we keep it PG-13 most of the time here. And we're going to give you some great guests throughout the year. Some of our guys at RG and Scores and Odds and some other people from around the industry, for sure. It's always a blast, man. And I, I can't believe week one of the NFL is upon us already. We just have so many great shows with amazing analytics, amazing talent, smart people. Uh, and we're just going to keep it real with you on this podcast to begin your week, clear your head, collect some beginning thoughts here and uh, and move on. It's been a windy road. It's been a windy road. Fantasy football draft season is pretty much over the salaries on the dfs sites have been out for a really long time chief you've been really busy and you're only going to get busier this football season you can go anywhere and find your content pretty much yeah man it's uh it's been a uh an interesting time this season i am going to be active and uh don't worry, folks. It's, the quality of content is not going down. In fact, it's increasing. Uh, I, I'm excited. Um, props has become a, a really big part of the industry, and I'm glad that I've been a part of, I don't know, loose dare I say, kind of leading the charge in that direction to, to, to the prop sites. I mean, yeah. I kind of got on it, I think, ahead of everyone else and was passionate about it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. And now to see the involvement across the board, I think is it, it's it's a good thing, man. And, I, and honestly, I think I've said this too. I think it. I think this is the DFS version of fresh air. Like it gave it. I think it's given DFS a new arm, new life. And uh, so I'm I'm really excited about this part of the business. Um, sites are sites are now starting to get competitive. I think with each other. I think we just saw. The other day that underdog now has an option that's like prize picks with the flex where you don't have to uh, risk it all or lose it all. You know, if, if you're close, like like you are so many times, right, you go four out of five or three out of four, whatever your your choice of investing is, if if you can, you know, get get it mostly right, you're going to still be profitable until the big wins come. I, I that, That's being competitive across the industry. And I'm hoping uh, hint, hint, monkey knife fight. If monkey knife fight gets to the place where where they allow you to mix and match props across different games, it's going to get very interesting because that's something that monkey knife fight hasn't done yet. And if if it comes to that, now they're going to be a lot more competitive. So I, I I think that you know having all of these options available has been good. Thrive has always had a really good payout structure uh, at Thrive. I, you know, I wish they had more props available. I do think, but that's why I mostly play for football and NBA. For baseball, I don't feel like they have as many props available or hockey, but football and NBA thrive typically has tons of props available. And so the more props they add, I think the more successful their site's going to be. Um, and then just in terms of th- their their payout in general, this, listen to their payout. So they're giving you – now, you have to get them all right. There's there's no flex option yet. Um, but two for two is 3.6 extra money, which is more than the, the other sites. Three for three is 6.2x. Four for four is 11, and five for five is uh, 20 and a half. So they've got the best payout structure in the industry. So for NFL, 
and uh, NBA, I'm going to massively be invested in Thrive. I had a good season on Thrive last year. Can't wait to get rolling. Um, I just kind of hopped off at MLB and NHL because it just it there weren't as many props available for me as I wanted. But for football and 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 uh, and basketball, I'm going to be heavily invested over there. The payout structure is great, and I. I let me say this too, and then I'll wrap it up so we can actually have fun because now we're starting to sound boring. But uh, we, um, I don't play as many uh, big entries over there. What I mean by that is I'm perfectly fine taking a 2-2 and getting my 3.6x. Listen, folks, as an example, if I put $1,000 on the line, I'm getting back $3,600. I'm perfectly fine with that. Hell if yeah. I, re- You see what I'm saying? If If – if I just like three plays, right? Like right now, I do have three plays that I absolutely like. If I put a thousand dollars down, I'm getting back sixty two hundred on three plays. That's phenomenal. I, I'm saying, generally speaking, you get what I'm saying. So I, I like the payout structure there on Thrive. Um, full disclosure: Prize Picks will always be my favorite site, just because of the massive amount of props that they have available across all sports including esports as well. Like I think Prize Picks is the best at getting ahead of the game in terms of prop selection, which is why I've been there so long. My favorite site, absolutely. Good people there. Brett, Ethan, you guys know just great people. And I know a lot of them personally because most of my volume is there. But, you know, in terms of payout structure, Thrive, absolutely. Uh, best payout structure. And once again, folks, I just bored you for another 30 seconds. Let me be quiet. Luch, get in here. Steer the ship. Let's have some fun. I don't know if we're having video, but if, if we do have video, if people can see us, I, I have a confession to make. <laughs> Kirkwood always had this virtual background. I always thought it was his house. <laughs> <laughs> and now, I, now I'm like, oh, he got me. <laughs> I was like, damn, that guy has a penthouse. I mean, I know he's a big winner. One of our great Roto Grinders experts, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, does he play the piano? <laughs> I, I don't live here. I wish I did. <laughs> but it's just a fantasy. <laughs> so I, I had to just get that off my chest. Oh, man. Do you like what I That's did? That's amazing. Do you like what I did with it behind me? I, got, I could hang your stocking on the fireplace back there if you want. That's that crazy. is amazing, sir. Oh. Freaking amazing. Let me bore you for 10 more seconds. Our scoresandodds.com team is unbelievable. You're a part of it. I'm a part of it. All of the RG guys are a part of it. We have some other great handicappers from across the industry. Football season passes $169.99. Definitely check it out. We also have three month, a three-day trial available. Just in case you're wondering what the, what the team was doing over there, and MLB prop picks this season through today, collectively, we're up 81 units, Chief, the scores and eyes MLB team and MLB player props. We're just hammering it. So um, I can't wait for NFL. I mean, there's already a ton of bets posted by a bunch of our experts today. Uh, Christy Metzger just posted a bunch of picks and did a free article. We do have free picks and articles under the new section on scores and odds as well. Uh, Christy, Tim Buell, Keith Eister. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of free staff best bets tomorrow from me, Cards, Noto, um, and Chop. So – there's a lot of action on scores and odds. You know, if you're more of the better and not the DFSer or a little bit of both, uh, we're over there. Like, our team is over there on scoresandodds.com, and uh, I recommend you check us out. So there's free and premium content over there as well. So now that we established that I'm a moron and this isn't Kirkwood's house or my house, <laughs> I guess we could talk about some week one. Now, 
Dude, sometimes I don't know when I should be serious. I got, I mean, I did, oh, I did 10 man. years of radio, so I have that corny, generic radio like voice, you know? So I can kind of power through some stuff. I mean, I'm an idiot. Look what I, that, look at that immaculate house behind me. That sectional is probably $3,200 itself. Well, let me see. Oh, and the coffee table. Chief, we're about to eat this football season. Let me ask you this. I don't want you to give away the farm, but looking at the week one games, are there any props or, or sides or totals this early in the week that you're eyeballing or, or anything for Thursday? Oh, for sure. Uh, and, and if you didn't know, I do have a prop shop show that airs every Tuesday night at 730 so we can get ahead of some of the uh, some of the bad lines. And so what I've done is this. I've got three running back plays that, I mean, I, I absolutely love this week. Um, and one of my top plays is actually Antonio Gibson, 57 and a half rushing yards. I think that's all kinds of, let's, I don't want to say wrong. Let's call it too low. Um, he's facing Jacksonville. He's at home. I'm expecting Washington to win this game. Uh 57 and a half, I think it's two. I think Antonio Gibson, and I didn't look at like what projections have so far, but come on. You're, you're saying we don't think Gibson gets at least 60 yards in this game? No, I, I don't I don't see that, uh, Luke. I think he goes for at least 70. I so at, at 57 and a half, I will say that's one of my favorites. Um I think they are starting to bump Najee and Joe Mixon, if I'm not mistaken. Like Najee was at like 58, 59 and a half earlier this week. Joe Mixon was around 68 and a half. And so I haven't checked since we've had the show, which was, uh, well, yesterday, actually, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, Mixon is still 68 and a half on prize pitch, 59 and a half for Najee on prize pitch. On Thrive, though, they've both bumped. So Najee is now 62, Mixon is now 70, uh, which is still, I mean, I still I think that's reasonable. I, I still think that's okay. But they are starting to adjust because I'm sure people are starting to take over. Yeah, um, I like a couple of bets. Uh, Robert Woods got steamed this week. He was in the in the 40s for receiving yards. I was fortunate enough to jump on that, and I doubled down and took him at 50 and a half. I mean, he's fine. He's the wide receiver one. Traylon Burks will be fine sooner than later, but like I fully expect Robert Woods in this game against the Giants to play 85% of the snaps, six-plus targets. Uh, you know, this is an easy pitch-and-catch system with Derrick Henry when he's healthy. The offense is going to get better with Tim Kelly. Uh, and the Giants defense isn't very good. Condensed target tree. I mean, the volume's going somewhere, and I, I like that Robert Woods call. So I'm looking at yeah. that one. Um, tomorrow night, Thursday night football. I mean, we are just coming out the gates with a banger. Rams and the Bills right from the rip, Chief. There's some low lines in that one too, or or maybe it's just deceiving. I like, I, I'm, I'm I was torn on the Cam Akers rushing yard number. I was looking at that one. I didn't land there. Um, I actually my I landed on the other side of the football, and maybe I'm drinking a little bit of the Gabe Davis Kool Aid, but I really think 56 and a half with not terrible juice on the over is a pretty legitimate bet. Uh, I I know Ramsey doesn't always follow the alpha receiver. I think he'll play digs more often than not. Gabe Davis is the real deal. There's a huge void in the target market share between the absence of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders that uh, someone needs to fulfill, whether it's a group effort. But I think Davis is going to spearhead that. And by the way, Emmanuel Sanders did retire today. So pretty good career for him. So I, 
I like Gabe Davis on Thursday night football. If you can get him around, you know, 55 and a half, 56, something like that. Yeah. And I think, I think he's going to be the, I think he's the chalk. If, if there is chalk, let's, let's call that. I think he's the chalk yards play for Thursday night. Cause he is at 56 and a half um, right out of the gate. So I, I do think he's the chalk play. Um, in terms of yardage, everybody seems to love Gabe Davis Thursday night. And I think it's for good reason. And so here was my basic explanation, Luch, especially when we were talking on the show because some people agreed. I said, well, do you think Josh Allen passes for 250-plus yards in this game? Most people will probably agree. They think they think Allen's going to be 250-plus or close. If you think he's anywhere near 250 or above, and, and for what it's worth, the prop sites, they have him at 275. So I'm just saying, so they're expecting him to pick up some passing yards, right? That's basically what they're saying. We expect him to push the ball down the field. We expect him to pick up yards. If you're expecting him to get close, 250, 300, 275, anywhere near there, Gabe Davis has got to pick up 70 yards out of that chunk because now you're thinking Diggs maybe picks up 80. Okay, so let's say that. Let's say Diggs is at 80. Gabe Davis is at 7. That's 150 yards. Where are the other 100, 125, 130 yards? Okay, you see Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is probably – so if, if Gabe is at 70 yards and Diggs is at 80, Dawson Knox is probably sitting at 45. Well, what's his yardage prop? I'm just saying from a just a basic thought process, we've got him at 37 and a half, Dawson Knox. So you get what I'm saying? Unless every play is going to be an explosive play, which it's not, you got to assume that pretty much all these receivers, uh, Diggs, Davis, and Knox, all get there. They've got Isaiah McKenzie at 30 and a half. But you, you see my point, right, Luke? If you're expecting fireworks or if you're expecting uh, Allen to have a massive passing game, then 56 and a half yards is too low for game. And – 66 and a half is too low for Stefan unless Gabe has like 150 yards receiving. Now we're now we're in a different category. But I think you get my point. I'll let it go. But I, I love this game. And I, I honestly, I feel like just fading Josh Allen for props and just taking Davis, I'm taking the kickers. The kicker lines are at one and a half for this game, Mooch. One and a half field goals. I I definitely think Tyler Bass and Matt Gabe pick, kick at least two field goals in this game. Total? That's combined? No, no, no. One and a half per kicker. Oh, okay. No, but still, think about it. Two Matt kicks two and three field goals almost every game. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's week one, and I think unders are going to crush a, a game total-wise, like as collectively. I, I just think there's less preseason games, right? And, and the starters are playing even less in the preseason. So instead of playing three-ish making three-ish appearances they're playing like twice maybe there's going to be a lot of misexecutions and a lot of sloppiness I think I think you're on to something I think with the new layout and the new schedule I mean I know it started last season but there's going to be a ton of miscues so that you know what that means that means stalled out drives in field goal range right across that's the what I'm telling you mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, bro I'm I'm, I'm probably going to have a full field goal kicker card on prize picks this week. I guaranteed. love that. Which I love, I love field goals and tackles on prize picks anyway. So this is just going to make it even better. Coming out week one, like, for instance, the Steelers. Just go ahead and take – if Chris Boswell comes out at one and a half, just take it. 
He's going to kick two field goals. You know what I'm saying? Justin Tucker, take it. Um, Greg Zerline, take it. Uh, you know, like like all these guys, take the one and a half if they give it to you. It's going to be epic, man. I, uh, I'm scrolling through the prop cast on scores and odds, which is nice because you can see – the lines from any book you want, if there's a prop for it, and you can see some projections that we have as well. Uh, so I'm just scrolling through this prop list, and I'm I'm just seeing what, what's catching my eye here for this week one action we have since since week one, and we're going out on a limb here. I'm I'm looking at Cortland Sutton, my friend. Cortland Sutton, fully healthy. You know who's not fully healthy, unfortunately, for Denver and for Tim Patrick. It's Tim Patrick. That's a big yeah. void. Tim Patrick's gone, Noah Fant's gone, and that made up for 35% of the target market share. That's as, that's as analytical as we're going to get today, don't worry. Uh, but anyway, there's a huge <laughs> void there. There's a huge void. Sutton's fully healthy. They have a real competent quarterback in Russell Wilson, whose passing yard line is set about at 254 and a half. Well, what did we just talk about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like... These guys are getting massive lines here. And so what I did, Luch, I did go back and look at uh, where teams fell on the on the richer scale, if you will, in terms of passing yard game, rushing yards per game last year, in terms of defense, right? Luch, by chance, you know who one of the worst teams was in the NFL against the pass last season. By chance, just take a stab. Atlanta. Atlanta was one, but they weren't the worst. They were not the worst. Seattle. Lutz. The Seattle Seahawks were one of the worst teams in the league in terms of giving up passing yards last season. Mm -hmm. I said, how did I not think about this all season long with Russ? going to Denver. And, you know, I talked about this on the show as well. I think Russ has more weapons in Denver than he had in Seattle. Now, yeah, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are like, you know, their own thing. But Cortland Sutton is perfectly fine. Jerry, Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler, these are all speed demons. And then you get Albert O at tight end, and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, who can get involved in the passing game. This may be the most stable running game and passing game he's had his whole career outside of beast mode. Here's why I say that. Chris Carson was hurt almost every year, all year. No stability to run it. He didn't know if he was going to have DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, or Chris Carson running the ball. Heck, they bring in Alex Collins. You remember that, Luch? <laughs> He didn't know who he didn't know who he's going to have at running back. Yet Pete Carroll kept wanting to put mash the ball down the field via the run. Now he's got stability at running back with legit running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield and make something happen. He's got three really good receivers and a and a good young tight end. I'm telling you, this is probably the best complement of weapons Russell Wilson has had. And he gets a defense that's probably as close to the Legion of Boom as he's had to, in five years. Rush should be in heaven. I'm expecting Denver. I'm actually expecting Denver to make a run uh, for the uh, for the division title, for what it's worth. In I fact, agree. 
I agree. I think I, they win it. I, I'm, I'm expect I'm expecting them to make a run, and I probably if if you can get on the sports books, I'm assuming they're plus three fifty right now. I, I'm taking a guess. How close am I, Luke? Are they plus three fifty or more? I'll tell you in a second, but I can tell you that I just put a unit on Cortland Sutton over fifty six and a half. Hopefully, I remember to write it up later. But that happened. That happened on the pod. We got some pod winners we're dishing out. Uh, AFC West division winner. Uh, you can get them at plus three hundred on points bet. Denver, three to one. But 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 that's about where I thought they. Would. That's what I feel like they should be, right? Yeah. Plus three, plus three hundred. I was thinking plus three fifty. Great. I'm not far off. I love it. So t- talk me through your thoughts on this division. Then it's probably the most controversial talked about division in football this season. So walk me through it. Well, so here's the deal. I think what we expect, right, is that now I'm, I'm going to stay with Denver for a second here. Okay, going to stay with Denver. I think we're expecting Denver to be better, like as a whole. I think we all expect Denver to be better. I don't know if we if we're thinking uh, Denver is going to like lead the charge. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Like I, I think we're, we're expecting Denver to be better. We're not expecting them to lead the charge, and that that that's where I got I got to disagree. This this is where I kind of say, okay, it, I think we need to stop, take a pause, and look back. Now, other teams have made moves. What they did is this is the toughest quarterback division in football, probably. Do you get what I'm saying? So. So all the quarterbacks in this division are now good. Maybe people can say what they want to say about Derek Carr. Lose, they can say what they want. But he put up numbers last season, and now he's got more help. So I'm expecting the numbers to still be there, right? And he's got more help. So there's there's no excuses. They've taken the gloves off. You go and get Devontae Adams, you're saying what? I believe in Derek Carr. Basically what you're saying, right? When you go and get Devontae, you're saying, I believe in Derek Carr as my quarterback. So they've taken the gloves off. So this – Toughest division, toughest quarterback division in football, I think, bar none. The difference maker is going to be the defense. And right now, Denver has the best defense in that division. I think the second best defense is probably the Chargers, but we haven't seen the Chargers be consistent in 10 years. They, they, they'll they be good, they'll falter, they'll sputter, and by the end of the season – we don't know if they're making the playoffs or not. We expect Kansas City to make the playoffs. The wild card are the Raiders. How good how, how good is this offense with Devontae? It should be better, right? But I think the total package still sits in the Mile High, Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. And when it comes to playoff football, Luch, as you well know, as many points as you can score is good, but when the defense shows up night after night after night, those are the teams that win. Look at the Super Bowl last year. The Rams won because of their defense. Now, Matthew Stafford put some points up late, but the defense helped them get this Super Bowl, and I feel the same way about Denver. That's why I'm siding with Denver for the division. I could end up being wrong, but that's my early season pick, just like my early season pick for the NFC South are the Saints. With a healthy Jameis and a full complement of weapons and a good defense. They probably got the best defense 
in the conference yet again. So when you've got a team that can put up points, but they have also probably the best defense in the division, I don't see how we don't side with them. Uh, love Mahomes. He's an elite. He's an elite talent. But listen, man, defense is real in the NFL, and we've seen it year after year. Defense is a real thing. All right, I know, I know I've hogged up yet another 10 minutes, uh, hopefully not of boredom. Please, lose. we're getting our groove. Take it away, bro. The Broncos secondary in a division full of teams who like to air it out is elite. Love Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Pat Sertan. I mean, Bradley Chubb in the slot. It's so ironic because I feel like they're one elite pass rusher, dare I say a Von Miller midseason acquisition away from being like a top three defense in the league and they're knocking on the door. It's funny that that's just the first guy who came to my mind there. Here's the thing, though. If I'm Von Miller's with the Bills, it's so it's like, oh, I, I don't need to go back there. I'm perfectly fine. But I totally get the, the parallel. Uh, and, and I'm with you. I mean, one elite edge rusher, man, and and – and they're like purple people eaters now. Now we're going way back. Old Minnesota Vikings talk, you know. But I, I man, I, I love parallel for sure. Yeah, we can bounce around here and, and talk about um, a couple other games on the docket, and then we'll go over. You know, we'll just take a look at some DK salaries, see who's just too cheap and whatnot. It's still early in the week. There's no like mega chalk on DK, like the 4K free square quote unquote is Rondell Moore, and he's only coming in at like 20. percent I feel like every other week one we've had three guys coming in at like 50% in GPPs. And I don't think we're going to get there this week, which might make playing week one tolerable. Usually I pump the brakes week one and then kind of evaluate and, you know, see what the overreactions are going to be. But um, it doesn't look like things are getting out of control. So we'll definitely take a, a glance at some salaries, but just, you know, rolling through the docket here. Let me start with Thursday night. What's your prediction for this game? Vegas thinks it's going to be extremely tight. Um. This is probably the game I'm on the fence on. I, I still think I could be wrong here, okay? I don't know if Matthew Stafford is still fully healthy. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? But they're saying he's fine. I, I still think he's going to need some limits. And if I'm wrong, guess what? It's, it's going to come back to haunt me. But. I feel like I need to side with the Rams at home, but Buff. I think Buffalo's on a mission. Like I think they're tired of not getting to the Super Bowl, tired of not doing their, you know, not just not winning at all. Not you know, like I think they come out on a mission here. This team is hungry. Like the Rams have already won their Super Bowl now. I'm not saying they're going to take it easy, but it's hard to get back. And Buffalo still has this hunger. They still got a lot of these guys on the defense, Poirier, and all these Poirier guys that want to get back. I'm, I'm taking Buffalo, and I'm getting them at minus two and a half. I, I, I'm taking Buffalo. You know, you can run on this Rams team a little bit. I know Aaron Donald's the talk, but you, you, you can run on the Rams a little bit. I, I think Devin Singletary and – you know, we saw him really come on in the second half of last season. Like, he had a terrible first half, and he really came into his own. They trust him a little more. He became the bell cow back. They cut out Zach Moss, just a failed experiment here. Uh, you know, they drafted Cook, who I think will be good at some point. Um, nice little combination in the backfield here. But I kind of feel like Devin Singletary's output in keeping this balanced is going to be 
you know, and that comes down to the offensive line as well. Um, but I think they're going to go as far as, as the ground attack on Thursday night um, and let Josh Allen feast or not off of it. Um, I'll take the Bills. I'll take the Bills gun to head, but it's, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I think we're right on this, though. And, and now that you mention it, Devin Singletary, his rushing yard prop, if they if they gave him 15 carries at 45 and a half, that's not bad um, if they actually let him run. But he might be someone that you get more involved on the rush receiving prop. Um, he's at 65 and a half there. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, one small screenplay and he picks up 30 yards and you're almost there. You know what I mean? I like that number. I, he was on the field a lot to end the season last year. I, I hope they keep it that way. Like he, I think he's proven that he doesn't have to be a a lead back, but he can be a primary back. Like give him sixty percent of the snaps, and he'll get production. Like he doesn't have to be a bell cow, but I don't feel like he needs to be in some 50-50 split. Like earn his with this team. You know what I mean? What's your take on the AFC East clash with New England traveling to Miami? A lot of narrative stuff here. Just a lot of stuff, right? The on the New England on the New England side, it's wow, Matt Patricia's ruining this offense as he's done everywhere he's went. Why can't they let this guy just coach defense and that be it? Um, Mac Jones apparently doesn't look good. I don't know. I I, I mean I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I, I just think there's a lot of narrative circling this. Belichick's brought the team down to South Beach early. I don't know. Maybe they'll do a little bit of partying. I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. And, of course, in Miami, Tyree Kill, there he is. Who is Tua? What is Tua? What's Tua's ceiling? How far are they going to go? They brought in 7,000 running backs to have the worst running back by committee of all time. So what do you make of this mess here between Miami and New England? I, I know there's hard stands on both sides here. Uh, ironically, even the sports books are favoring Miami to win this game. I, 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 that one caught me a little bit off guard. But, Luch, if you take historical data into account, the Patriots' Achilles heel every year is the Miami Dolphins. It doesn't matter if they win – if the Dolphins win 15 games or five games. The Patriots struggle with the Miami Dolphins. It's, it's insane. So uh, – at least historical recently. Let's go recent. I'm not saying like forever, but recently. I I think Miami wins this game. I think they win by at least a touchdown or two. I, I really do. I, I, I think Miami's got enough weapons. And, and also, when you look at Miami, this is another team that I think they're saying, okay, we went out and got Tyreek Hill. Tua, there are no more excuses. You got Waddle. You got Hill. You got Gesicki. No excuses, my man. Go out and get it done. We're providing you with what we think can help you be successful. Go out and get it done. I, I, I think Miami wins this game by, by at least a touchdown, bro. I really do. Yeah, I just can't pay that money line price, man. God, they're at least minus 170 on every book, which is kind of telling, right? But I, I just don't want to pay the price. I'd rather uh, 
you know, what are they, three and a half everywhere. Yeah, you're getting that hook everywhere. Would have been nice to get him at three, but I would just take the three and a half and hope they win by at least four. I, I'm staying away, but I, I do think the Dolphins win. Uh, I agree with you. I just too much juice on that money line for me for a game that ultimately I'm not sold on either side. What game's catching your attention here other than the ones we've talked about so far? Uh, well, I mean, we can go back to a game that's uh, in the AFC West. And uh, it's it's Chargers. It's Raiders. Like, this game, loops. like, I, I know we're thinking Bills-Rams is probably like the fireworks game of the day. Um, I, I think it's this one. I think these are two... Both both of these teams are high-powered offenses. Um, the Rams have a high-powered offense as well, but I want to see how Matthew Stafford looks, if that makes any sense. But these two quarterbacks are ready to go. No issues. Everything's good. This is Justin Herbert's third year now. They're probably looking for him. I know I am to take a really big step. Um, and they've got it on all levels in terms of offense. Quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end on both sides. Gerald Everett being in this tight end room, I think, is going to be huge for the Chargers. Um, and so this game should, should, you know, put up the numbers that we're looking for. Right now we're sitting at 52. Uh, I think that's close enough. I really like it. I think Derek Carr goes for 300 week one. Just, you know, I really do. And I think as a result, that may push Herbert in the game to have the ball a little bit more down the field. And so, you know, when you start getting into – this back and forth affair where guys are picking up 60 yards per drive the last two drives, that that that'll easily carry them over the, the 260, 270, 280 threshold if they're anywhere close. So I like this game to shoot out a ton. Um and that's where I'm at. Like I'm gonna build a lot of stacks around this game for sure. Yeah. You know, right now, I mean, it's tough to say with how long these lines have been posted, but uh, a lot of the money uh, is on Vegas um, at plus three and a half. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of going against the grain here. I think there's just so many moving parts for the Raiders, and that Chargers defense is really, really good. I just don't know if I'm drinking the Brendan Staley Kool-Aid, you know? I, he's... I know he makes some aggressive decisions and I'm typically in favor for that. There's just something about the chargers every year chief where I just feel like they're missing something and I can never tangibly or analytically figure out what the hell it is, but we're dating back until like since Drew Brees and LT were there, like they had some baller teams and for whatever reason, they just can't get there. I do think they win this game in week one. Again, I don't want to pay the money line price though. Um, but if you're sticking a gun to my head and say, Luke, pick a side, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Chargers minus three on Caesars. It's the only book at this time without a hook on it. That's that's my thought. I feel you. I, I don't I don't mind that they're at home. This one this one almost feels like a pick them to me. Like I know it's not set up that way um, on the books, actually, but. I feel like whoever has the ball last with a minute and a half, two minutes left, I feel like that's who wins this game. And I guess they're saying, hey, that they think the Chargers are going to win this game in that fashion. But I think it's a coin flip on this one, man. I, I, I really do. Um, and I'm a survivor pool, 
And so I've got, I've already got my week one pick. That might be something, Luch, that we can follow this season. My survivor pool. That's a good let's, segment. Did did Chiefs that. survive this 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 season? Um, and I, I'll give you who my survivor pick is. Um, whenever you whenever you want to talk about it, but I think this game is a more pick them than than favoring the Chargers. I, I don't agree with that. Uh, but hey, wh- what do I know? I just play props every day. Well, we could segue into that, and then we'll talk some DFS pricing, and then we'll get into the shenanigans. Okay. So, let's so my survivor pick this week, I'm not sure how many people are doing it, but I'm going to go ahead and take Denver this week. Like, I want to go ahead and get them out of the way because when it comes to division, I don't want to have to have to play Denver when they get into division play. You know what I'm saying? So I want to go ahead and take – that's my first week. That's my first survivor pick. I'm going to go ahead and take them now. Even though they're going into Seattle, I'm expecting them to spank Seattle. And, gosh, I hope I'm right. Uh, but that that's what I'm expecting, taking them on the road too, Luch. But but they're a better team than Seattle. I mean, Geno Smith is at quarterback for crying out loud. My God. Uh, if they don't beat Seattle this week, uh, Russ, Russ and the coach are going to be on the hot seat uh, big time. And not in terms of firing, but th- that's going to be front page news for every major media outlet. What in the world happened to Denver week one against the lowly Seattle Seahawks? So I'm taking Denver week one. And uh, I I'm, I think I'm right about it. I think that's the right play so I can avoid taking them any other time. They just gave Russ the bag, too. Yeah. He got paid. Yeah. I, I'm playing devil's advocate here because Denver was the first team that came to my mind, but they also have the AFC South on their schedule. So, I mean, you're going to get Houston. You're going to get Jacksonville, um, which could be weeks that they come in handy. So I'm trying to figure out another team to pick. You could say the same thing for Tennessee, who should take care of the Giants, and the same thing for the Colts, who who should take care of Houston. You know that they that's have. the problem. I feel like those games are more toss ups than no. I'm telling you, like I don't. I trust Tennessee to not struggle with the Giants week one. Do you trust Baltimore? I do. I mean, they have a but, tough division, so I mean, I don't mind that line moved two and a half points. You're getting Joe Flacco, Chief. You're getting, you're getting, I know. you're getting Joe Flacco, who's due for one pick six at least. <laughs> <laughs> like he's I just know, due, he he is living chaos back there. <laughs> I mean, I could also take the Saints, but the Saints are going to get Atlanta again. Like I'm holding on to my Saints pick. Until they like get Atlanta at home, I already know they're going to win that game as long as everybody's healthy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, certain teams I'm holding on to. You just gotta, you gotta take teams at the right time. Uh, I'm taking I almost, Denver with you. I'm taking Denver with you. I'm taking. Denver. I, I like Denver. I'm, I'm taking them. I will say this: there. my sneaky team this week to take would have been Miami for what it's worth. Because you know you got to play Miami at the right time too, and this week one against the Patriots, who always struggled going to Miami, could have been the week. But one, I want to get a win on the board. I want to feel like I want to take what I feel like is the short thing. I'm going Denver, and then I'll I'll, I'll start you know rotating other teams when when, when we uh, as, as the season gets rolling. My non chalk pick will be Cincinnati. At I like home, it. at home, yeah. Mitch has looked okay. Either one of those dudes are going to get mauled behind that offensive line. It's so bad. 
Najee's not going to get going behind that offensive line. They have to rectify this situation this coming off season. Let's not get Kenny Pickett killed next year when we turn the keys over to him, please. Give him a fighting chance. Um, so I like Cincinnati at home, uh, who's you know pretty much intact health-wise. And uh, I don't mind the Bengals at all. So that's where I'm at here. Yeah, I get it. Don't mind that either. Let's look at some DK salaries. What do you say? Just things that stick out to us. We won't harp on it. But you mentioned the Saints, and Jameis Winston is extremely cheap. Extremely Bro. cheap. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Jameis is one of my favorite props in the week anyway at 225 and a half. But in terms of DFS, he should eat this week, Luz. Like, he should absolutely eat, period. I agree. I don't. It's not even worth having a conversation about. I love pairing him with Michael Thomas, who to talk about carrying a negative stigma with you is Michael Thomas and both of his hamstrings and whatever the hell he's tweeting about this week or last week or a year ago. Why not? What, how much do you make of Olave apparently buried on the depth chart? Does that matter? Uh, no. Allegedly, allegedly on the streets. Twitter streets, social streets. He's like wide receiver four or five or something like that. I'm loving Michael Thomas this week. I, for DFS, this, I'm with you on the Saints. I think they're I think they're cheap enough and it allows you to pay up elsewhere. I kind of like being cheap at quarterback wide receiver this week, even if yeah. you get a little contrarian, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so James Winston, I mean, it seems like we're both in agreement there. Yeah, I love James, man. He, like. I, I can't express enough how much I love Jameis Winston for the not just this game for the season. Luch on prize picks that and just in terms of season long. Did, did you look at that at all? Have you looked at it? Don't look at it now. I'm asking. Have you looked at it? No. Okay. They gave us a season prop line of Jameis Winston over 300 passing yards. What do you think the line was? Just it's 17 games, right? So, um, what do you think the line was for Jameis Winston over, um, over over three hundred yards passing? How many games? What do you think the line was? If you don't know already, when I tell you this, you're going to say, "Wow." I don't. I don't know. I'm guessing it was a little low, and I'm going to say it was four and a half, juiced in the over. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. It was two and a half. Oh. Good Lord. Two and a half. Is it still two and a half? Yes. On prize picks. Yes. Dot com. Yes. You're telling me on prizepicks.com you get Jameis Winston over two and a half, 300 yard passing games in a season where they play 17 games. Atlanta twice. Atlanta twice. Exactly. Potentially negative game scripts and a couple others. And and they're going to, and they're going to play the Bucks twice. Like I, I couldn't believe it. They're playing the Panthers. Tw- like, bro, they they the division this year. I think I, I just I couldn't believe they gave it to us at two and a half, man. I, I could. I mean, and I think what's happening is they're adjusting it based on last season when they were playing it safe with him. Peyton was playing it safe, and he, you know, he's got Drew Brees there. But I think this corrective eye surgery is a big deal. I think it's going to help him. I think having a, a full complement of weapons is going to help him. I just don't see how Jameis doesn't pick up five 300-yard passing games. Like, 
just a couple seasons ago, this man was passing for over 5,000 yards. You're telling me we don't think he's going to get more than three 300-yard passing games in the Dome? I just – I don't believe that, Luch. I just – I don't. Yeah, I, I'm in. If you can get over on prize picks if you're in a legal state. Two and I, a half, bro. I would do that. Two and I thought half. you were okay. going to say four and a half. For I reference, really two is at three and a half. Trevor Lawrence is at three and a half. Matt Ryan is at three and a half. Kyler Murray's at three and a half. Aaron Rodgers is at three and a half. These, this is the four and a half category. You ready for this? They only gave us one person, Russell Wilson, over and a half. Okay, I'll take that. Kirk Cousins is at six and a half. Dak is at five and a half. Josh Allen is at six and a half. Joe Burrow's at six and a half. Derek Carr is at, like, and I get it. We haven't seen Jameis really push the ball down the field in like two seasons because course, you know, Brady came, he was, you know, the backup and he's out. Then he's with the Saints. He's the backup. Then he starts, he gets hurt. It's a different offense. They're being conservative. I get it. But lose for him to be a, the starting quarterback with all those weapons. You're saying he's not going to get over two and a half or, or yeah, a line at two and a half for 300 plus yard passing games. I, I can't forget it. I'm in on that. No way he doesn't pass that number. I agree. I'm in full agreement. Stupid line. Yeah. Yep. That's so, what I think. So we're we a little bit of Jameis Winston there, but it was it was definitely warranted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Are people just not going to play Kyler and Mahomes this week? Like, I'm, I'm not sure, man. How many minutes do we have left on the pod anyway? I, I want to be respectful to people's time week one. We haven't completely hit the shenanigans. Let's say how, how deep how deep are we in right now? Let's say we got like 15 minutes left. All right. Okay. I'm I'm down with that. I can handle that. Cool. I mean, we we can lightning round this uh salary stuff and, and sure. get to some fun, you know. Lightning round. Let's get it. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, all right, all right. Hear me out. Lamar Jackson, he's gonna be popular. Do you need to pair him with Mark Andrews? Do you like Lamar for any format this week? What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I do. Seventy three hundred. Definitely think it's it's worth it. Um do I think he's a better play than than, than Jameis this week at 53. I don't think so. I, I don't think he's a better play than Jameis. Like in tournaments, I, I'm going to be heavy Jameis, um, you know, those types of plays. Uh, I, I do like him for this worth. So he'll be in my pool. But And I don't know if you you know quite how I play like traditional DFS, but I don't play a lot of quarterbacks. Like I don't play 10 quarterbacks. I typically have four, no more than five quarterbacks that I like that's, that week. I hone in on those four, get massive exposure to those offenses, and then I'll have, like, one-off wide receivers. I'll do some quarterback wide receiver other side. I'll also do some quarterback double wide receiver other side, quarterback wide receiver tight end, wide receiver from the other side. Like, I'll play it like that. Um, so that that's that's going to be my approach yet again. But I, I, I like Lamar. Of course, he's facing the Jets. Um but once again, you know, I like Herbert and I also like Derek Carr. And I like and I like uh Jameis. Th- that'll about give you my quarterback pool just in those couple handful of names. Yeah. Uh, one guy I'm I think I'm out on is Trey Lance this week. I just need to see it. That like, things don't sound great. Chicago getting seven at home is kind of interesting. Like Trey I, I Lance- think they're I think they're expecting their defense to play well against Trey Lance. I, I, I think agree. that's what they're expecting. I agree. I, you know, Trey Lance didn't wow us at all. We just know he's got the raw intangibles. I mean, Justin Fields has been on the field more than Trey Lance. 
I don't know. I don't mind yeah. the Bears in seven. Like, it's not the first bet I'm going to make. It's let me have a couple of drinks and I'll put it in <laughs> when I'm at the sports yeah. book. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, another guy who's really cheap who could throw three touchdowns is Matt Ryan, 5,500. You know, I-, I think if you're looking cheap, I like Winston. I like Matt Ryan um, against Houston. So uh, I- I'm with you there as well. A running back just absolutely loaded. <laughs> I mean, we could have a whole podcast and probably the running backs here. <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, what are you supposed it's to do? Loaded. It's I will loaded. say I mean, this. I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead, bro. I'm good. I'm good. No, I mean, I know you talked about Antonio Gibson a little. Another guy who's in the 5K range who everyone's probably scared to death to play is Miles Sanders, who was battling hammy stuff for most of camp. Um, obviously, he didn't have a great season last year, some fluky stuff, but he practiced in full, and I think he's ready to go. So I kind of like Miles Sanders. Like, if A.J. Brown's going to carry ownership and if people are going to play Jalen Hurts, I, I, man, I like Miles Sanders against Detroit quite a bit, especially if no one's going to play him. Yeah, man, I think that's the right call. Um, you know, 5,400, he could end up with two touchdowns just on accident. <laughs> Unless, and once again, Luch, one of these bad teams is finally going to be good. I, I can't imagine it's the Detroit Lions, but what if they are? You know, so, but uh, if you had to ask me straight up, I definitely think Miles Sanders is a good, a good low dollar, uh, let's call him a punt that you can take a flyer on or a little bit more than a flyer in terms of your ownership, you know, at that, at that, you know, ownership, I want to see where he comes in at the, by the end of the week. But I think if you get yourself 50 Miles Sanders, you're probably going to be okay. Unless, you know, even if the field's at 20, I, I think you'll be fine depending on how you uh, structure the rest of your lineup. I'm with you. What about these high-end guys? Do you have any preference well, here? Alvin Kamara is going to end up probably being one of my favorite in the mid-low. Like, I like Joe Mixon, too, but I definitely think Alvin Kamara has a little bit more upside considering his ability to catch balls out of the backfield, which I think they will still use. So I like him a lot. Um, at the very top, I'm not sure how Carolina is going to handle Christian McCaffrey. I know what they have done with Christian McCaffrey. And typically Christian McCaffrey comes out the gate smoking five or six catches game one, 40 yards, a touchdown, four, you know, 60 yards rushing and a touchdown. He typically comes out smoking. Um, That's all he know. plays. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't have his second half of the season. <laughs> he faced the Jets, 21 carries, 98 rushing yards, nine receptions, 89 yards. Yep. Played New Orleans week two, 24 carries, 72 yards, six catches, 65 yards. Uh, against Houston, seven carries, 31 yards, um, and then two receptions, nine yards, got hurt that game. He didn't come back until week nine. And then he was out again. Like So if he's healthy, he's kind of the cheat code against anybody because the, his volume is typically there in the passing game enough to give him a high floor, and then if he gets anywhere near 80 yards rushing and a touchdown, like, forget it. He, he's going to crush. So I think he's like a sneaky – perhaps we're like, uh, what do we do with him? He's facing Cleveland. I don't know. Um, so I think he takes some shots on him. And then Derrick Henry coming back from injury, like how healthy is he at 8,600? Are they going to give him 20 to 25 carries this week? Is that going to be enough to get him over the 100-yard mark and two touchdowns? I will say I'm shocked that Jonathan Taylor at 9,100 
came out as like just drop dead the most expensive running back right out of the gate. Uh, but it's understandable. I mean, the guy was a rushing machine last year, over 100 yards so many times, and then he get, comes right out the gate against, against Houston, who he should demolish if they give him the carries. Matt Ryan being there should open it up in terms of play calling, audibles at the line. Um, I, you know, Matt Ryan is not the quarterback he used to be by any stretch, but he, he's still a smart I'm sure like nothing's wrong with this brain. He's just getting older. You know what I mean? In terms of mobility and stuff like that. So uh, I, I I like JT because I think better quarterback play is going to help him have better running back play. If I can get Derrick Henry at sub 10%, uh, he always like there's some unknown here coming back from injury, but that, really, that's, the, that's the angle. I love it. I, I would want to take advantage of this situation this week because it might not ever happen again this year. If he's an animal and he looks good, he has the most realistic chance to score 40 DraftKings points this week, as he does every week when he's healthy, until proven otherwise. I love the King. Um, Kamara, I think, is going to pick up some steam this week. I love his situation. I think he'll be like a cash game high floor play. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook is the tournament pivot here. Again, bad stigma. No one wants to go back to Dalvin Cook after he gets hurt all the time. He typically plays well against Green Bay. They're at home. And uh, we don't know what this Packers team is going to be like. And to that sentiment, I like Aaron Jones for tournaments too. Aaron Rodgers will lean on Aaron Jones in the past game a little bit too. We've seen Aaron Jones have two to three touchdown games through the air, running around outside of the backfield as well. I understand this is going to be a timeshare with A.J. Dillon, but Aaron Jones could break the slate too at no ownership against Minnesota as well. Absolutely. I like it. Um, and, and, you know, somebody in the prop shop mentioned that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to in the red zone now. Aaron Jones has got to be one of his targets. Also, absolutely. what I meant to uh, – what, what I what I was going to mention too as well, Loops, in terms of season-long props, because I do have a full season-long card uh, in on this. So I, I am invested in season-long, which I usually don't do. I wish, I wish the prop sites would give us an extra bonus for investing season long. So instead of the standard, they give us, you know, let's say, you know, a couple, a couple more X. So give us 20 X at price, but in fact, give us 50 X to hold our money season long. But I know, I know they just can't do that, but um, Alan Lazard, I took him at seven fifty and a half and a half for the season over. I think he's going to have much more volume this year. I mean, and so if you think Alan Lazard can average, let's say 75 yards a game, on average, like there's a big void there, even at 65 yards a game times 16 games, that has him at 1,040. That's averaging 65 yards a game for a guy that should be heavily involved in the passing game. So at 750, I, I thought that was a steal uh, for the season. Um, and God, I know, I guess we're, we're talking season props here. I promise this won't be a prop show the whole time, but I'm just so passionate. Ezekiel Elliott at 875 and a half loops for the season. Let me say this. That line was bad. I went back and checked every season Zeke's rushed since his rookie year. His worst season, Luch, was, was nine and some change, like 940. That was his worst season. How well do you think Ezekiel Elliott played last year, Luch? Just, just off the top of your head, roughly, like just how he looked in the game. Do you think he looked good or bad? Terrible. He looked terrible. He had 1,002 yards rushing. And he looked awful, but he still had over a thousand yards last year. 
I so at eight seventy five and a half on the season, that was a steal. The over no brainer was yeah in play. So I know I'm handing out the goods here, um, but I just I I think those were, were good ones. I also took AJ Brown. This was a sneaky one over two and a half. 100 plus yard receiving games. I like it. So he's got to get three 100 plus yard games this season with Philly. I think he can do that. He's, he's a yak he's monster. Gonna, he's a yak monster. He takes right. a slant that, 70 yards, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like three games out of 17. Come on. I, I love the odds there. So uh, that was another one that, that I took. But uh, yeah, man, those those are some of my favorite props. And I know, we, I know we've kind of been all over the place talking props, talking talk Thanks for hanging with us. The show is going to be more fun, especially after week one, folks. Just, just, just hang in there with us. It's fun. It's fun. If it's not fun, turn us off. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'll tell you what, That's though. That's how I feel. I'll tell you what. I mean, I, just moving on. I like these 5K receivers. I mean, I I don't exactly know what I'm doing contest selection-wise, but I want to be invested in Michael Pittman. I want to be invested in Robert Woods. I want to be invested in – I'm missing someone. Uh, I want some Juju Smith-Schuster exposure too. I mean, I that game should be explosive. So I, there's some unknown there with the pecking order of everybody in Kansas City, um, you know, ruling out MVS. I think he's out, right? He's hurt. So he oh – no, he's in. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I think Juju would be the guy to play the most snaps. He was the more most versatile guy out there. Yeah. So uh, I do like Juju. Uh, at the top, I mean, you know, if you're playing multiple lineups, I can't say I love anybody. Um, I think. I think I don't know. Can I give you a gut call and just say Mike Williams two touchdown game? Like I don't. I don't hate that. I have nothing to back it up. It just feels right. He's going to get volume. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's probably going to get seven or eight targets in this game. And you just got to hope he catches that one deep ball for like 40 yards. That's a TD. If he does that, now everything else is gravy because he's going to, he's going to get there. You know what I mean? Um, So that's what I think you're looking at there for sure. Another guy, Chief, I'd rather pay up and get Hollywood Brown than play Rondell Moore, who's pushing 20%. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I'm with you there for sure. Um, I, Can we drink the George Pickens Kool-Aid? Like, what's his snap? I'm, not doing, I'm not doing it right out of the gate. Miss Trubisky is the quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold off week one. And, may, and maybe it burns me. Um, you know, Michael Pittman, I think he, did you mention Michael Pittman already? I did. Love this little 5K range here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's getting the steam. Um, I thought you did. I, I think that was like kind of one of the first ones. But, yeah, Michael Pittman is going to he, – he's definitely getting steam. But I think it's warranted. Um, we know that if Matt Ryan has his guy, his guy is going to get looks. Uh, you know, we saw it with Roddy White and Julio, and I, I'm going back. We saw it. With uh, when Julio was out, we saw it with Ridley. If if Michael Pittman is his guy, Pittman's going to get ten targets this game, easy, easy. So I I think week one Pittman's probably going to have a lot more ownership they're facing anyway. Probably going to have more ownership than we anticipate, but I think it's the right play to to take a shot because he could end up with 
you know, eight catches, 80 yards, and, and a touchdown. And that's that's going to crush that price tag this week. He's a cash game lock for me. Uh, I mean, at worst, I'm with you. I think at worst, you're looking at six targets, and I think you can see up to 10. So, yeah. He's sure. the guy. There's there's no solidified presence behind him. I do think Alec Pierce could be good, some of these other guys, but uh, you know Matt Ryan's going to lean on Pittman. No doubt yeah. about it. And Jack Doyle's I, out of the equation, too. That was a big security blanket target in Indianapolis as well. That's what I'm saying. Let, let me ask you this, just, just randomly, because you did mention Kansas City. How do you feel? And I think, I think this is a good question, Luch, to maybe even answer this and then we close this thing out. How do you feel about their wide receiver room considering – I know you mentioned Valdez-Scantling, but how do you feel about it considering they've got, like, speed demons in Nicole Harvin and Sky Moore now? Like, what, what are your thoughts there? Sky Moore's 3,800. Like, how involved do you think Sky Moore may end up? Like, I know in terms of uh, their lead guy, we, we, we're probably assuming – and probably not just assuming, we understand like Juju's kind of their veteran best wide receiver. But I got to think Sky Moore gets involved here somehow in this game at 3,800. Like I I, I got to think, man, because unless they're going to prop Miko Harmon up now and give him some more of an expanded role, uh, I think Sky Moore is sneaky. What are your thoughts? <sighs> I don't know if I'm going there, but I do have thoughts on the passing attack. And until proven otherwise, I'd want to go twice the field, at least on Travis Kelsey. You know? Oh, well, yeah, he's a lock every week at this point. I mean, why, why, why do I feel like there's like a, a negative father time stigma surrounding him as well? I get it. It catches up with everybody, but the guy is still a menace. And he is going to get just peppered with targets. And I don't mind seeing him at like 15% ownership when people are flocking to Kyle Pitts as a sexy play and he's carrying double-digit ownership. I really like the the expensive tight ends here. I love Mark Andrews. I love Travis Kelsey. Like, I think that's where I'm going. I do that every week, Luke. Every week. Everybody goes cheap. You just go high at tight end. I'm condensing the pool if I'm multi-entering, and I'm not sure if I'll be on an optimizer or have a busy Sunday morning, but if I were – I'm condensing the tight end pool. As you talked about at quarterback, I'm doing it at tight end. I'm playing Kelsey. I'm, I'm putting Andrews in it. Sure, I'll have Kyle Pitts with the rate correlation. Um, but th- no one's going to play Darren Waller. No one's, you know, and Dallas Goddard is a good call, too. So, like, go, I'm going up top at tight end, I think, is the move, regardless of what kind of lineup you're building. Yeah, I like it. I like it for sure. Should we start winding this thing down? Let's, let's, let's wind it down, my man. Let's see here. Uh, get, tell me a story. Story time. Well, yeah, let, let's tell a story. It's story time, folks. What is so story I, time? I, I'm at home. I, I'm just hanging out. And I scroll through my Twitter. And I come across a young lady by the name of Megan. And... And I got to pull this up because I I don't want to misconstrue Megan's words at all here, folks. I I can't mess this up. But as as I'm scrolling through and I find this, I said, you know what? This is absolutely the food for thought material week one that I was looking for. And it got me very excited. And uh, here we go. This is Megan. Uh, Megan 
Christman. Is it Christman or Christman? I don't even know her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Megan Christman. I'm going to go with that. It is spelled Christ, but I'm going to go with Chris. And if this is wrong, Megan, you can just please, please, please uh, forgive me. Megan says, picked up at DJ Carlucci to go to a wedding. And he told me, I looked average. There's a reason he is single. I said, oh, my. Oh, oh my. I said, Megan, this is my response. Thank you, Megan, for this week one Food for Thought podcast material. A, a, a series of periods. You are a star. Megan, I, I said, my goodness, she put my good friend on Front Street for all the world to see. Now, I'm going to allow my good friend, Mr. Justin Carlucci, to clear this up. Clear the air. This is story time. He's going to clear the air with Megan and the rest of the listeners. Luch, over to you, my friend. It's a non-story. It's like Jamar Chase can't. <laughs> it's like Jamar Chase can't see the football, and he plays in the Super Bowl in the same season. <laughs> I, you know, taken out of context in the Twitter world, Megan was just chasing the clout, the Twitter clout, as as they would say. <laughs> She's a good friend's fiance. In fact. She's probably a better fantasy football manager than him. He's been in my league for eight years, and I think he made the playoffs once. So, Megan, you are a baller. I will say that. Uh, but that was all fun and games. I went to a Labor Day wedding, wedding on a Monday. Can't say that was my favorite time on a Monday wedding, but we, we made the best of it, and then we had a good time. It was a real hillbilly-type fiasco. I mean, the venue was nice, but it was like we're playing cornhole in the hotel parking lot at 1230 in the morning drinking shitty domestic beers that I don't even like but uh, it was a good time yeah. so I don't want any misconception here I, a little sarcasm was flying you know and you know she's she actually said can I tag you on Twitter I think you know I'm funny or something like that I'm like whatever floats your boat Megan but people I work with are going to see this and sure enough Chief Justice 06 didn't miss a beat there and uh, you know wanted to find out if this was TMZ worthy or not Megan you're a baller you're better at fantasy football than your fiance that is confirmed. <laughs> you know, we, we, we will dive into like some from GPP food of the day. And if you don't know what that is, we just started talking food on the morning grind podcast and name dropping restaurants and local businesses and where we like to go in certain cities. And I think that picked up more traction than our fantasy talk, which is awesome. So you like certain restaurants, you like certain foods, you have places to go where you live. Definitely shout them out to us. Chief, I know you got something up your sleeve. Ironically, though, if there was a misconception, you know, I had some life changes in the past couple of months. So I, I'm in my 30s now and back on the, the dating grind and woof, man, you know, the, the, I will say I, I will say this, you know, the, the, the pros. Come on, man, I'm trying to keep it together here. The pro the pros are, you know, once you. I get am I old? Am I old officially? I feel like I'm. I'm like I'm getting there. You can just be blunt with people and upfront. You don't play these games, you know. But tying that in with, I know you have some feedback for me, Chief. But tying that in with restaurants and GPP food of the day, I'm thinking like, you know what? Like, if I go out on a date, can I just like not give a shit? Can I just be like, you know what? You have banging wings here. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a bunch of wings. I'm gonna mow the wings. I don't care if I look like a mess. 
right? And if she sticks with you, maybe she's worth seeing again, right? Like, what do I care at this point? What's restaurant etiquette on a date, Chief? What do do I go proper and put the napkin across my lap, even if I'm at like a pub? What what do I do here? No, man. If it's wings, come on. If it's wings, it's laid back. You guys are meant to be yourselves. Sauce <laughs> on the fingers. Who needs a napkin? Suck that sauce off that finger, <laughs> and go to town. Pick up that soda. Week one. Oh, your lemonade. <laughs> We're sucking sauce off the fingers in week one. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the food for thought, folks. We, it, finally, we finally ran off the rail. It took us all show to get there. <laughs> oh, um, I feel so. Your vote is just ball out. Whatever, whatever it is, it is. Unless yeah. I'm at like a steakhouse and then we're not doing that, you know. So we'll see. We'll see what's in the cards. Back on the market after 30 is a trip. So whatever. I'm focused. I'm I'm ready for food for thought and to uh you know to call some more people average looking, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she is not look, she's a great looking girl, by the way, Megan. So longtime friend. Yeah, and it look if you take her not Megan, of course, no. but <laughs> anyone to uh, to a nice restaurant. Then, Luke, I do expect you to get the napkin, put it over your right knee or left knee. You know, make sure you practice good dinner etiquette. But when okay, we're going Dad. to Buffalo, but when we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings, like, come on, like we're our hair's down. We're, we're being ourselves here. We're our hair's down. Yeah, you You're know. Right. You know what I mean? It's situational. I mean, there's a there's a wide range of outcomes. It just depends on the on the slate, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and in your case, your date. <laughs> it's like I should strap a GoPro to my. I should live stream and strap strap a freaking GoPro to. Oh my gosh! That's anyway. Before I get into more trouble, let me hear you. <laughs> What's the food of the day? You got anything for me? Well, man, look, you know. I... I was debating how I was going to talk about this. I'm going local. I've got a spot near my house. It's called EJ Seafood. It looks just incredible. You can get almost any kind of fish you want prepared, or you can take it home with you. It's literally a, it's a seafood market, but um, it's also uh, they'll prepare the food as well. Shrimp, oysters, scallops, uh, croaker, rounder, whiting, snapper, you, you, you name it. You know, they've got it. And it's a really good local place. Seafood rice, mac and cheese, seafood salad. It's it's incredible. So just want to shout out my local, one of my favorite local seafood spots. That's EJ Seafood here in Somerville, South Carolina. If anyone is local, Charleston, travel up to Somerville. Check out EJ's, EJ Seafood, Somerville, South Carolina off Central Avenue. It's It's incredible. Really good place. Yeah, I hit up a spot uh, about 45 minutes from here in the Lehigh Valley in PA. I was in Bethlehem last weekend at a place called El Jefe's, which after I Googled my poor Spanish uh, lingo, it means the boss. Did not know that. But it was it's pretty much like it was like a Qdoba or like a Moe's on steroids. I mean, just awesome stuff, you know, packing the burritos, packing the bowls plenty of options and they do breakfast and the reason why some of you may know bethlehem pennsylvania uh pretty cool little city little city but also the wind creek casino is there and you can also sports bet there as well so i know there's probably some people in the northeast here who know bethlehem 
And if you are looking for a late bite to eat after the casino, win or lose, or an early breakfast, check out El Jefe's uh, really good Mexican food there in Bethlehem. Yeah. Tweet yeah. at us. Let us know your spots, guys. We want to talk about them. We do. We absolutely do. Well, that was fun. And to no surprise, we were over time a little bit because that's what we do. But <laughs> cl- close us out of here, buddy. Tell tell the people where they can find you and just, you know, what's on tap. And we're ready for week one. Hey man, you can find me at Chief Justice 06 on Twitter. Uh, that's my main source of uh, social media. Um, you can find me also in the very illustrious Chiefs Prop Shop, uh, one of the most active and best discords around for props. Uh, trust me, come in there, you'll make money. Uh, a lot of people are going to sweat. Uh, you got some guys that are going to tilt early and often. Ignore those people. Uh, we're mostly a calm bunch that has fun and wins money. At the J Carlucci is the Twitter. I'll see you guys on most NFL crunch times before kickoff this year. I'm going to try to make as many as I can. As always, we'll be back here on Food for Thought each week. We're going to have a great slate of guests coming up on with us, too. A lot of, a lot of great RG and SAO analysts and a lot of cool people from uh, across the industry that you probably know. So definitely stick here with us. Uh, send us some questions. Send us some feedback. Don't ever hesitate to hit us up. And we hope you enjoyed the listen. Week one is in the book. So... For my guy here, Chief Justice 06, Will Priester, I'm the Luch Justin Carlucci. We'll catch you next week. Good luck, everybody, and enjoy the 2022 season.